Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. You know, we usually open this show with a spiel of welcome to our 49ers web zone and Odyssey. And I'm Al and he's Brian and Zane may come in here in a little while. But today I don't even, I don't, I don't even have the words. I don't even have the words. Um. Brian, here's where I'm going to start, I guess. I am not surprised that this happened because, and I don't want to speak for you and Zane, but I've been saying on the show for months that I think it's a foregone conclusion that that Darnold is QB2. I I thought when they signed him on the first day of free agency, it was pointing that way, the way they've treated Lance, the way the offseason and camp has played out. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. I thought it was almost a quote-unquote competition because it, it was almost like a rig competition. So I'm not surprised at this at all think it was happening sooner than later. And I've said for months, I, I don't think Lance will be on the team when the year starts. That's what I've said. Now, Kyle comes out yesterday. What did, what did he say? I'm not choosing a, a QB2 until... Yeah. Yeah, he, someone asked him, like, basically asked him about the QB2 competition. He said, I'm not naming a QB2 until uh, basically I have to, like week one. And Flip to the next day, and yeah. a report comes out and says, Sam Darnold is not only QB2... Trey Lance is not at practice. Yes. What the fuck is going on? What is Nobody going on? Knows. So again, it's not that this happened. It's the way that it happened. It's just the way sort of Lance was almost cast aside and it looked like it was rigged. And they didn't treat Jimmy Garoppolo very well either. And I'll get into that later. But what pisses me off the most, Brian, and I don't know if I've ever been this pissed at this regime. So this is a huge story. It's yeah. not your average backup quarterback, Trevor Simeon versus Kyle Allen or something, and nobody cares. This is the pick that you you mortgaged your future for, that you ran Jimmy Garoppolo out of town for, that you gave up multiple firsts for, that you said this offseason is competing with Sam Darnold for the number two position. This is a huge, a huge deal. And after you make the decision and tell Trey Lance, you're the QB three and, and take today off because this has been hard on you. You leave it to Fred Warner to answer questions about your quarterback competition. So if you don't know what happened, yeah. basically practice happens, Lance is it out there and everybody's like, what is going on? This report well, comes that out. Story, that I say that report, that report dropped, I think maybe 20 minutes before practice started. It wasn't so, very, it wasn't very long before practice started. And then once that report dropped, then we started getting the tweets. Well, Lance is even at practice right now. 
Right. And what I think should happen there is Lynch and or Shanahan need to meet the media and say, this is what happened because this isn't just any backup quarterback. This is where we are. But they didn't do that. They let Fred Warder and Javon Hargrave meet the media. Those two guys didn't know what the hell was going on. And they're up there answering questions about the quarterback position. To me, that was the most gutless, cowardice thing that I could think of. It's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. And I'm not talking about Kyle Shanahan's coaching ability here, right? Because, again, I'm not up here like, oh, fire the guy. Just like you said, when we're off air, both things can be true in some cases. He's still a good coach, but the way he handled this was bullshit. Absolute Mm -hmm. bullshit. Well, not only that, but, you know, he had a pre-recorded hit on KNBR today that ran at 4.50 p.m. It is 6.20 p.m. right now, Pacific time. Uh, and in that hit with uh, Tolbert and, and Adam Copeland on KNBR, he basically said, this isn't us giving up on Trey, and I hope that he's here as our QB three, because I believe in Trey. And it's just like, you know, just be honest, man. Like right. you just like yesterday, you flat out lied. You flat out lied to the media and to the fan base saying, I am not naming a QB two until I have to. And one day later, the report drops that Darnold is QB two and you are exploring all options with Trey Lance. There aren't many options with Trey Lance. You've got three options. That's it. You keep him, you trade him, or you cut him. And the reality is, is you actually only have two because you can't afford to cut him. Mm -hmm. If you cut him, that's a $14 million dead cap hit in 2023 which is $5 million more than what he counts against the cap right now. So really, your only options are to trade him or keep him. And so what do you mean? What you mean is we are looking to trade Trey Lance. And then later today, a report from Diana Rossini of ESPN comes out and says the 49ers have been shopping Trey Lance all off season and haven't had any suitors and earlier in the off season john lynch is asked what about all these rumors that you're looking to trade trey and he says oh those are all just smoke bullshit you mm-hmm. like i i'm not i i am not under the delusion that the gm or the head coach is going to be perfectly transparent with the media and with the fan base I get that, but there's a difference between not being transparent and just flat out lying. And that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan did yesterday. And so to me, the the cowardly part is that you're not even willing to stand up to the scrutiny of reporters asking you questions mm-hmm. about why did you say this yesterday? And now this report comes out today and, and you have named Sam Darnold QB2. Shanahan confirmed it in his hit on KMBR. We have named Sam Darnold QB two, and it's just like what, like what are that level of leadership is dog shit. It's just Mm -hmm. terrible. It's just terrible, and it's a terrible look for a for an organization that tries to pride itself as one of the beacons of uh, of the NFL. Right, like the Forty Niners are supposed to be 
a, a, a gemstone, if you will, of the NFL, right? One of the premier franchises. And this makes you look like an absolute joke. And it's just, it, it's just, it's frustrating. And then you just add to the frustration that is this entire Trey Lance debacle. And that's really what it is. It has been an absolute debacle. It is an abject failure. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Period. You cannot deem it anything other than that. Are the 49ers winning football games still? Absolutely. Is the roster still in good shape? Absolutely. Was this Trey Lance situation an abject failure? Absolutely. Two things can be true. And so if you are listening to this, I hope that you can take your red and gold colored glasses off and recognize this was a massive blunder Mm -hmm. and it is a top down organizational failure. And whether it's because Lance sucks and the pick was a bust or because they didn't develop him properly or a little bit of both, it's a failure any way you look at it. Any way you look at it, 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 it's a massive failure. And for the for you talked about the red and gold glasses and the people who don't want to see what's right in front of them, the people who want to knock Mike Silvers and Rich Eisens and people who are who are in tune with the league because they say what they don't like. If you were paying attention, the Niners go out and get Sam Darnold on day one of free agency. Day one, they did not tell Sam Darnold. Ah, yeah, maybe you'll be QB three. We'll see if Purdy Purdy's healthy. They did not tell him that. Give me a break. He can be a backup on almost any team in this league. He wasn't going to come here to be the third string quarterback. And Brandon Allen has been one of the most high profile backups in the league the past two years. If Joe Burrow went down, he gets the keys to a Super Bowl team. Now, I'm not saying he's a starter by any stretch of the imagination, but again, he could be a backup anywhere. This was all laid out. That's why I said it was like rigged. If you're not seeing this, I don't know what to tell you. And you want to talk about dysfunction with the way the 49ers have handled their quarterbacks. Go back to 2000 and, well, 2019 after that season. Tom Brady's interested. The Niners say, nope, because we got Jimmy Garoppolo. And then a year later, you know what? We're sick of Jimmy. We don't, we don't like Jimmy's injuries. Like, we don't agree that these were, you know, we have two different opinions of what his injuries were. We're not, we're not really in on Jimmy anymore. We, we like Matthew Stafford. Oh, we didn't get him. Well, let's kick the tires on other guys. Wait, we're going after Deshaun Watson. All publicly, Watson's got legal troubles. Let's, let's trade up. Let's trade up and we'll get one of these guys. And then you bring it in and you have Lance in here and you have Jimmy in here and it's awkward. And then the next year, because why not keep treating Garoppolo like shit? You go off on the side field without a playbook and we'll let you know if we need you. And they ended up needing each other. It's just been this dysfunction junction. And then Lance gets hurt and Purdy comes out of nowhere. And and again, I'm not denying Brock Purdy's QB1. I've been saying it again for months. He should be QB1. End of story. Not saying that he shouldn't, but at the same time, you have this other quarterback. Are you, are you interested in developing him at all? Again, once they were kind of sick of him, it's just like, all right, kind of, kind of like cast aside. So I tweeted something today and I don't think they've lost this locker room, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo was a very popular player in the locker room. Trey Lance seems to be well-liked. The more you kind of treat people this way, the more guys are looking at you kind of sideways. And as long as you're winning, it's great. But if Brock doesn't work out and we're on to another QB next year and the Niners don't win a Super Bowl, people are going to start to care. What, well, what the fuck, man? 
well, well, what's going to happen with this quarterback? What's going to be wrong with this guy? It just keeps, and again, they've done a million things right. A million things right. The QB room has not been one of them. It has been dysfunctional. They have not, again, I don't think, you can say whatever you think of Garoppolo. They made that situation very awkward. And if you put yourself in Jimmy Garoppolo's shoes, I'd be like, fuck these guys. They went to a Super Bowl. You know, whatever you think of his ability, he, they went to a Super Bowl with him. And then after that, it was like, ah, you know, he's not good enough. We're going to bring in this guy to replace you, but still keep you around and then go on the side field. It was He wasn't treated well. And Lance really wasn't either. Now, the flip side of that is did Lance, Garoppolo earn some respect because they yeah. won with him. Lance really didn't do yeah. anything. So there's the flip side of that, too. Like, I get that part of it. But as an organization, you you mortgage so much for him to just cast it aside like that. And again, okay, we got Brock. Okay, we'll, we'll see about Brock. You also don't have two first-round picks because of it. And you mm -hmm. might use a right tackle. You could probably use some depth on the edge. You probably could have used those picks. They may not hurt you now. They may in two years. So yeah. if you don't win a Super Bowl and, and you don't have the team that you're not able to replenish the team that you have now when some of these guys leave, yeah, it is an issue. So it's just the way that this has just transpired. Again, it's not it's not Darnold versus Lance thing. It's just the way they've handled it to me is just really disappointing. Well, and not only that, but so many people view draft picks as like, well, yeah, but it would have been a late round draft pick and late round draft picks don't always work out. You're right. They don't. But do you know what you can also do with draft picks? You can trade them for established talent. Look mm -hmm. at what Miami did with the picks that the 49ers gave them in that trade up. What did they turn those into? They turned those into Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Bradley Chubb. Was was the, were those draft picks the only thing they had to give up? No. Am I saying that the 49ers could have had Tyreek Hill or Bradley Chubb or Jalen Waddle? No. But what I am saying is that the 49ers could have gotten in on some conversations for some players that were on trade blocks if they had those first round picks available to trade, but they didn't. So that's another aspect of how that is a failure. Mm -hmm. And then you look at things like, what does their offensive tackle depth look like? Not great. Not existent. How much longer is Trent Williams going to be playing? No idea. Do we have a left tackle of the future? No. Where do you tend to get those? In the first, first round. round. So, no. This team is not in a bad spot right now because of this trade. That does not mean that they will not be in a bad spot two years from now because of that trade and the failure of that trade, meaning that that quarterback is not their quarterback. And Brock Purdy 100% earned the right to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. I will not argue that. I am not arguing that Trey should start over Brock Purdy. I argued that earlier in the offseason when it still wasn't determined whether Brock would be fully healthy by week one. But once he got fully cleared, it was obvious that Brock was QB1. That, that argument went out the window. But what happens if Brock doesn't prove that last year was a fluke? Mm -hmm. And you got rid of Trey Lance for, as Mike Silver has said, a sixth round pick. Mike Silver thinks a sixth round pick could get it done. Are you shitting me? He's a probably right. Round? He usually I is. I know that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is you've got to be kidding me.
Yeah. That you are willing to get rid of this player for nothing. A sixth round pick has very little value. So what happens if you trade Trey Lance? Do you know what? Do you know what they get if they trade Trey Lance? Uh, Jason Hurley, who runs at 49ers cap on, on Twitter, uh, tweeted this out. If you go to over the cap, or if you go to spot track and you, and you put in trade post June one, it shows that the 49ers would get three point something million in cap relief this year. But the problem is what that number includes is a training camp bonus that they already paid out to him. So by trading Trey Lance, what they get in 2023 in the in cap relief is a shade less than $1 million. It's like $940,000. So quite literally, again, they get nothing of value in trading Trey Lance. He is far more valuable to this organization as QB3 than he is as a trade chip. Now, mm -hmm. I also have seen Benjamin Albright, who tends to be very right a lot of the times, has already tweeted out that the that one destination to look for, and, and I, I have said this in the past, is a, a trade with Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And his, his tweet said it would make sense to trade Lance to Minnesota for uh, an, an edge talent and then also involve some picks. So I would imagine that would be pick swaps or whatever. Makes sense. And again, that's very specific. And someone tweeted underneath that, that sounds oddly specific. And Albright tweeted, it does sound oddly specific, right? Like, I'm telling you what I'm hearing specifically. Right, right. If that is the case, that looks a little bit better, right? You're You're getting something to add to an area of your team that is lacking right now. But I'm positive that it's not anyone of substance. They're not going to trade Trey Lance for Daniil Hunter. Right. Right. Mainly because they couldn't afford Daniil Hunter. They don't have the cap space for Daniil Hunter. So there really isn't another name there that is like, yeah, that that's cool. Like, hey, we, we made ourselves better. I what I don't what I don't understand is how a regime that is as seemingly intelligent as the 49ers regime is could blow a process so dramatically that it becomes arguably the worst process failure in organizational history and probably one of the worst process failures in NFL history because you know, I, you know what I think it is what I think I think he's a terrific coach I go back to what Joe Banner said about Kyle Shanahan he's emotional and he's a short-term thinker and I yes, believe I would quarterback agree with he, he wants that quarterback to be an extension of him and I don't think he has any patience with quarterbacks so unless you're getting Matt Ryan level play as long as he's in charge of the team, which he is, I think it's going to be fucking musical chairs, man. I, I really do. I, I think he's going to lose patience. I think he's going to, going to want to pull the string. We've seen it. And what frustrates me more than anything, I think, is just a dog and pony show. 
the constant like bullshit, like you said, what he said the other day, and then today on KMBR, he's like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put Trey in after after Brock and Sam. Why? What? Yeah. What? Also, talking on Trey, Friday for the next yeah, for the and, next. And if I'm Trey, game. and if I'm Trey, I'm like, fuck you, I'm not going yep. in. Yeah. Same thing Get as Jimmy. Same thing as Jimmy. Yeah. I'm in the same place yeah. Garoppolo was. If I'm Lance, yeah. fuck you. Get me yeah. out of here, which is probably what's happening. And he's probably not even going to be on the team by Friday. Probably going to yeah. trade him in the next couple of days. So that's yeah. the thing with me. It's like, Kyle, you're you're a really good coach. You guys have built, built a really good program here. Uh, I'm not complaining about any of that stuff. But the way you've handled your quarterback room is bullshit. It's bullshit. Check your ego at the door. Start to have some rational thought about this. And I, I just I can't see it any other way because Lynch, Lynch and Peters and whoever else is building the rest of the team, and Kyle has a say in that too. It doesn't add the rest of the, it's not like that. I mean, you've seen Ayuk in the doghouse and some other things, but for the most part, they're you know they're not losing patience with really you know Debo or McCaffrey or, or Kittle or anything like that. It's just for whatever reason, it seems like Kyle in the quarterback position, he doesn't have the patience. He gets emotional when the QB isn't seeing what he thinks he should see when he's not throwing the ball where he wants him to throw it. He loses patience. And he probably was just with Lance. He's like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to deal with it. I want to deal with it. I don't care what we gave up. We have a quarterback. I don't want to deal with it. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Well, and, and here's what I don't understand. What was the process that led you to Trey Lance in the first place? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I, and and again, maybe it is just a hundred percent emotion uh, emotionally based because what it feels like to me is in 2020, a year removed from getting your ass kicked by Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, you face Josh Allen on national TV and get embarrassed, just yeah. embarrassed, just dog walked on national TV. And then you went into the offseason and said, I want one of those guys. And I think I could get it in Stafford or Watson. I think that would be enough. And then you didn't get either of those guys, as you said mm -hmm. earlier. So then it was, well, let's trade up. For who? Why are you? And, 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 their, and their, their reasoning was, we made this trade as early as we did because we like all three guys. That is a mistake. You do mm -hmm. not trade that level of capital for a spot and not a player. So you're telling me that you traded three first round picks and a third round pick so that you could have more time to evaluate Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. And in that time, that brought you to Trey Lance, the most raw and green quarterback prospect or first round quarterback prospect, perhaps in NFL history. And then when you got him on your team and you realized, Hey, this kid is so green that in his entire football career, he's thrown less passes than Tom Brady did in the 2020 season. And you think, yeah, let's sit him for a season. That should be good for his development and you refuse to play him because you are in win-now mode, and now two years later, you're still in win-now mode, and you're unwilling to go through the bumps and bruises of developing a kid that has a high ceiling and high potential 
but needs reps on reps on reps on reps to get right. better and not practice reps. Get out of here with this nonsense that his development can happen on the scout team or in practice. That's not what he needs. He needs real game reps. He needs to feel the bullets flying. He needs to figure it out. If you weren't willing to do that, drafting him is malpractice. Mm -hmm. It's a failure. That is bad process. And who is to say, why would we trust you in the future if Brock Purdy, for whatever reason, isn't it? For you, for us to think, oh, well, Brock Purdy's not it. He'll go find somebody else. How, how are we supposed to believe that he will? He hasn't shown that he, he can at all. At all. And if he's so good with quarterbacks, they should. And, and we, we, get, we all get enamored with the shiny new toy. And, and I think that I know I was there in 2021. We're getting the number three pick and you're going to get the shiny new quarterback and Kyle's going to do wonders with him. If Kyle is so great at quarterback development, maybe what, and I know it's hindsight, but maybe what you should have done is stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo, tried to find a guy in the middle rounds. Uh, somebody for this yeah. year, for example, like Aiden O'Connell looks great so far. If you're so good with QBs, find somebody like that to develop and don't give up the capital for it. But it didn't happen. And we just haven't seen to me. I, I everybody says Kyle Shanahan, just plug in any QB. And, and to an extent, yeah, he, his offense does make quarterbacks better to an extent, but that doesn't mean he's developing them outside of that structure of the offense. No. Like play my system, throw the ball here. Okay. Well, what if it goes past that? What if the play isn't there? What if you have to break the pocket? Things like that. Why are there so many interceptions in his offense? We've talked about that. It's almost an interception a game over his career, over 15 years or whatever it is. Why is that? So it's just, it's really frustrating because, you know, I think people thought with Shanahan, yeah, he's going to be able to develop any kind of quarterback. He doesn't even seem like he wants to. He seems like he just kind yeah. of wants like a ready-made guy. And now you have this quarterback coming in, Brian. Yeah, we loved what Brock Purdy did last year. He's tw he's 23 too, right? 24. Yep. He's a young kid. He's in his he's second 23. year. There's going to be ups and downs and you're trying to win a Super Bowl again with a really young quarterback because you whatever you haven't been able to find an answer in year fucking seven. So a lot. It's kind of unfair to Purdy to really put this on a second year guy and say, go, go win the Super Bowl now. Second year guy. We're not we just Trevor Lawrence to do that. You know what I mean? Joe, Joe Burrow almost did that, but nobody had that expectation of him that year. I don't think. Yeah, but how much did Joe Burrow that. play in college? Right. Well, that's a right. lot. He played a ton in college. Yeah. And, and Purdy did too. Purdy did too. Aiden yeah. O'Connell did too. Yeah. A lot of these yeah. guys had experience in college. That's what I mean. Like, don't, what were you thinking <laughs> in hindsight? And we're fans. We're going to get excited. And yeah, this guy's got talent. We're not in charge of a football team. So these guys who did this, what, what were you thinking? And no one will ask. That's what pisses me off. Maybe against the New York thing. Cause New York media would ask it. And maybe these guys, maybe people will, but Kyle, Back in 2021, this was the most inexperienced quarterback we've ever seen. Why did you take him to this win-now team? And then again, Kyle, yeah. why did you say that you did, you weren't going to pick a QB2 until week one, and then you changed your mind the next day? Kyle, why was Fred Warder answering questions about the quarterback when you knew this would be a story? These things have to be said to him. Someone has to ask him. Someone has to challenge him at some point. Doesn't mean he needs to get fired or he's not a good coach. But this is the way he's handled this stuff has been bullshit. Somebody's got to call him out on it. And and that's the other thing is, as a fan of the team, 
it is okay to not agree with what the coach is doing. Right. It is okay to point out when there is organizational failure. It is okay to say, Kyle, I love your offense. It looks great. What the hell are we doing? What are we doing with the quarterback? What are we, why, why were you not the one at the podium after practice saying, here's why Trey Lance wasn't at practice. Here's what's going on. Here's mm -hmm. why I tabbed Sam Darnold as QB two, even though Trey Lance has been here for two years and shown more in his two preseason games than Sam Darnold did. And that's the other thing that I don't understand in his hit on KMBR. Kyle Shanahan said Sam Darnold started to distance himself about 10 days ago. Where? Right. How? What, what did he do against the Broncos? What did he do in camp to distance himself? How? Explain that. Don't just say he distanced himself. Explain that. Right. And follow it just that doesn't question. make how it just doesn't make himself. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And like you said, Kyle Shanahan runs an offense that has averaged almost an interception a game. You know who else has averaged an interception a game? Sam Darnold. Why are you naming him QB2? How does Sam Darnold raise the floor of the QB2 position and Trey Lance doesn't? Explain these things. Right. Explain it to me like I'm five, Kyle. Do it. He won't, but that would be great. Well, he, just, he's not put in a position to. He's not put in a position to have to explain it. And maybe he'll just say, I'm not talking about it. But a pre-recorded interview where probably the questions were pre-approved and maybe 100%? even he had the oh, answers guaranteed. is, again, to pull the curtain back for some people a little bit, that is vintage 49ers. Vintage because they care very much about perception. They don't like to get challenged. It is vintage 49ers. And I'm not saying the regime. I'm saying above the regime. Right. On the upper right. level. The highest, of the, that is vintage, vintage. And take that for what you will, but believe me, vintage. And if, and if, you're, and if you're Jed York, do you not have questions about this? Do you not go to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and say, guys, what, what happened here? What the, what? What what I happened? What he cares more like, about public perception. I think I, I really do. They're winning, Brian, and as long as they keep winning, and people are like defending them, and well, what do you mean they've they're winning games? This doesn't matter. They have Brock Purdy. It's it, it's a wash, and he doesn't care. They they care about they care about perception. Sorry, if people don't well, want to hear that, but and and <laughs> yeah, and do. I I tweeted this out earlier, and I genuinely believe it. As long as Kyle Shanahan continues to operate as if scheme over everything is life. He is not going to win a Super Bowl. He's not. How are you How are you going to justify going into a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy at quarterback against Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson or, or Justin Aaron Herbert Rogers, or, or yeah, Aaron Rodgers yeah. or anybody else that you're going to face in the AFC? You're telling me that you think you have a legitimate shot against those quarterbacks? I think you're delusional. Your scheme is not bulletproof. 
How many Super Bowls have you won with your scheme? Right. Zero. And you look at how many Super Bowls have you lost with your scheme? Two. So no, it's not scheme over everything. Yeah. You look at the Super Bowl they were in, the defense was humming. The defense played great. The offense only put up 20 points. And at the end of the day, 15 on the other side of the field made play. He didn't have a great game, but when he had to make a couple plays, he made a couple plays because he's an all-world player. It makes it, it makes it makes a big difference. It makes it makes a huge difference. And look, again, this isn't a thing like well, I'll tell you what, this is the first time like I've kind of been like just shooting off tweets and like I'm I just I'm, I'm pissed. And usually mm-hmm. when I'm this critical, like a lot of people will come back at me and be like, you know, you suck or, or what do you mean? Like they keep winning. Yeah. There's been a little bit of that. But for the most part, the fan base is, is pissed. And again, I don't think it's they're pissed about some people may be pissed because they're like Trey fans. But sure. I think for the most part, people are just pissed at the process. What, yeah. what was and this should today? Be. <laughs> this is not the way a, a top-notch organization behaves. This is not what they do. There, there should be accountability. What do I mean by accountability? Exactly what you said, Brian. In this situation, the head coach should be at the podium after practice. This was a decision I made. This is why Trey Lance was not at practice. The, it starts and stops with me. He could say, I'm not right. taking other, any other questions, but this was it. You don't put players up there and then after they have to be like, well, I don't know what's going on. You don't do that to anybody. anybody. And the other play, the other player you put up is Javon Hargrave, who's been here for six months. Right. Like you didn't even put up Kittle or or anybody else who's been here who is a like a, a leader in that locker room. You put up Fred. Fred's a leader. Absolutely. And then Javon Hargrave, like, even if that was planned, you've got to hey Kyle. Right. You got to audible. You got to yeah. audible here. If this For was PR the plan, but then the then the word got out. You got to audible. You got to make a change. Or PR Lynch, team. You got to audible. Right. right. And the PR team probably doesn't like us. Oh, at least I don't know if the new the new regime does, but probably doesn't like me anyway. So I don't care. So, but PR team. Hey, we're getting slammed for this. Like, let's let's pivot a little bit. And Kyle just yeah. he he could have got up there and he he could have mostly put out the fire at least. To get by, I mean, there's still people right. who would have saw through it and been pissed and everything else. But he he could have he could have thrown some water on the fire. They did not. They just they threw gas on it today. I have never seen so many people. People have been arguing all off season and preseason, sort of all intertwined now and on the same page of well, that was just kind of fucked up, you know. Even like yeah. people who cover the team saying, well, this this seems gutless, doesn't it? Like Mike what, Silver what are we doing? said, it was gutless. Mike Silver yeah, like said, what, he said it's. I think he said it's. Shanahan and Lynch aren't aren't talking. This is gutless. Yeah, yeah, like coming well, across that way or whatever. Yeah, seems gutless is what he said. But yeah, and, and he and he's and he's right. How do you do this and not say something? This is not an average bottom of the depth chart QB two versus QB three thing. This is someone you mortgaged your future for that you've now basically said. Actually, Brian, now that I just thought of this. Pelissero was on something. I forget what people are, but this is what he said. I think it's also that they've seen enough now through the course of camp that they know that they're going to keep Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen on the roster in addition to Brock Purdy. So Trey's sort of the odd man out. So is is Trey QB four? And that's what I was saying with Brandon Allen. People don't. People just have their opinions and they can't see past what's right in front of them. Brandon Allen is he a starting quarterback in the league? Absolutely not. He was a high-end backup behind Joe Burrow. He's not here to go to the practice squad. He's not. 
and the Niners probably have seen enough of him and, and know because he's a he's a veteran. I've said, yeah, he's fine. You know, he doesn't he doesn't need the 15 reps in the offense. He's QB three. I think that they're comfortable with those three. They've been setting this up. They've been setting it up. How can people not see this? I feel like I'm taking you know, crazy pills. I really do. I feel like they were writing it in crayon and like holding it up to people. And there's like, yeah, no, no, Trey's QB two. No, he's not. I I well, I think. I think part of it is this. If this was their plan since the beginning of the off season, again, what an absolute disaster. And as a fan, I can only speak for myself. I'm like, well, there's no way there's no way that two years later, they're willing to give up on this kid that they still don't really know what they have in him for the likes of Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen, right? Like it just doesn't make any logical sense whatsoever. It makes zero sense. So I know for me, it's hard to even believe that that's what they'd be willing to do. In fact, earlier today, I tweeted out, you're, you want me to believe that Brandon Allen has taken zero snaps in the preseason and they're willing to get, hold him on as QB three. And then someone tweeted at me and said, Actually, yeah. he played in the fourth quarter of the of the Vegas game. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot. And I went to the box score. Here's what Brandon Allen did in that Vegas game. He was five of eight for 36 yards and an interception. Sweet. Yeah, but the Sweet. pick wasn't his fault. The pick was not his fault. It but regardless, off, so. like, but again, how has Brandon Allen outplayed Trey Lance? If you want to talk about earning it, what has Brandon Allen done to earn it? Nothing. It was. I don't think it was ever about them earning it. I think it was about getting guys. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. But I think for them, I'm just saying where I think they are. I think it was about them getting guys in camp who could run the offense. And I think Kyle's got three of them. Can get the ball out and throw the ball where he wants. And I think he's got three of them. I think, I think, and again, this is just me. What's going on in my head. Okay. Mm -hmm. They didn't know if Purdy was healthy. So that was sort of the, you know, we don't know. Right. Once they knew he was healthy. The plan was in full swing. Hit the gas pedal. Purdy, Darnold, Allen. I, I really believe that. And I don't and, think Trey ever really had a chance. That's and just, based on what, I, based on what happened today. You're 100 correct. I think you're so that's the thing. Correct. And I know people were like, based on what, and I get it. Al, how can you say that they gave up three first or multiple first round picks for him? Al, how can you say that Trey's more talented than all physically than maybe all three of them? I get all that, but look at the actions. They were setting themselves up for this. They just were. And I don't know what it was that soured Kyle this much on Trey. I don't. I saw a report, and I never really believed this stuff, but you never know. Oh, when he had the strip club video, was that like the night before the Bears game or something? When Lance no, was in the strip it came club? Out, remember? It came out before the Bears game. But it came out before the Bears people game. Never, I, pe- the, people thought that that was the night before the Bears game, but oh, then it, it wasn't. came out later that it was like earlier in the offseason. I, I saw somewhere that, Kyle was pissed that that was even like a thing. And I don't know. I have no idea. And that could just be complete speculation, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he's that emotional of a guy. Maybe he got pissed. Maybe there were some things that happened behind. Well, not even that. I'm just saying maybe there were some things that happened behind the scenes. We don't know about that pissed him off. Similar to that. I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm just speculating because something happened somewhere along the line to make Kyle Shanahan in 2021 say, this guy is my future to, I don't want anything to do with this guy to the point where I'm setting myself up where I can get rid of him. 
if he's that emotional, he has no business running an NFL team. If it, if he's that emotional and it causes him to make decisions like this, I'm sorry, he has no business running an NFL team. That is I, that is ludicrous. I'm not Can saying it's true. I'm not saying right. what you're saying. Well, I have no saying, idea either. If that's yeah. the if that is if if he is that if if that is true and he is that emotional and 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 something like that it soured him on a on a guy that that he hand picked and that they traded three first round picks for. Kyle, you need to go to therapy, right? And right. and then either a stop stop trying to be a head coach in the NFL or like my god that is maybe wow. there were other things we we just don't know about i guess is the point of it i'm not saying it was yeah. that video specifically i'm not saying that kyle even gave a shit about that video i don't know right. um but maybe it was there were things that we don't know about that's the only way i can explain it because again i know you would have said i was crazy if i said this two months ago but looking where we are today they clearly had a plan with bringing in darnold and allen clearly it doesn't seem like this was ever a real competition Petition. If no. it was, how is you know what I mean? So it's just I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll never know what really. Oh, happened. I doubt we'll know. Yeah, but it's just you know what I mean. And I just challenge people to. I know if you're listening to the show, you're probably a fan of the 49ers. Odds are, but sometimes when you, you can be fans of players, but sometimes when you have to look at a situation, just take it's a blank uniform. Pretend it's not your team. Just try to look at it rationally. Like, I feel like myself and other people have been trying to say this for a long time. Like, this is where we were headed and people get mad and people get nasty. But like, look at where we are and look at the signs that got us here. Go back now and just look at the signs. It it was kind of, it was, they were red and blinking in your face. And and I'm not saying it's right. And I don't know where this is going to go. And if they win a Super Bowl, maybe nobody gives a shit. But to me, this, this was set up for months to once they knew Purdy was healthy for them to just kind of put on their dog and pony show and then, and then move on the way they wanted to. Well, and, and, and here's the other thing that, that people, you know, people keep talking about like, Oh yeah, well, Brock Purdy came in and, and it completely changed the the situation. And I understand that we're still talking seven games Were those seven games. Incredible. A hundred percent. Very impressive. Still seven games. Right. So like I said, Brock Purdy has earned the right to prove that those seven games weren't a fluke. But for anybody that's te- like, I've had people say, well, yeah, but, but then, then they, you know, then Purdy came in and now they have a stud quarterback. I'm like, no, they don't have a stud quarterback. They have a quarterback that performed really well for seven games and still has a lot to prove before you mm-hmm. can call him a stud quarterback. The 49ers took him with the last pick of the draft last year. If they loved him that much, they would have taken him earlier. They took him with the last pick so they didn't have to fight for somebody else to, to sign him as an undrafted free agent. So it's not like the 49ers scouted Purdy and went, you know what? This is actually the guy that we need and drafted him. That's not the scenario. They, as I've said this before, they fell ass backwards into Brock Purdy. And hey, as a 49ers fan, I love it because he's on my team and he helped my team win. That's great. And I don't have any problem with Brock Purdy. I'm not ready to crown him because I think he has more to prove. And I hope that he proves it this year, because if he does, then this team is going to be on a Super Bowl route. And if they win the Super Bowl this season, all of this means nothing. But if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, man, 
I don't and, know. And let, I don't know. Let me, let me tell kind of a cautionary tale with young quarterbacks and why, even though you may get very far, it can cost you a Super Bowl. So 2013 season, okay? Everybody thought Kaepernick, man, he's coming back. He's going to be great. Kind of unfair to put that. I know Kaepernick was kind of a flash in the pan type thing, but still kind of unfair to put that pressure on a quarterback who was, he was in year three, but only a second year of starting. So he comes out that season and he, he has the unbelievable game against the Packers that Ron Jaworski after that said he could be the best quarterback we've oh ever my seen. God. Right? Wow. The next nine games, he averages 154 yards passing. Plays like shit for a lot of them. And the Niners were still scoring points. They were getting a lot of turnovers at that then. But in the games they lost, the Colts and the Seahawks killed them. The Niners offense didn't do anything. They scored 12 points against the Panthers. And everybody remembers the Saints game for the hit on Drew Brees by Ahmad Brooks that was bullshit that cost them the that game. That was so awful. But what they don't remember is if the offense was even somewhat functional, that, that wouldn't have mattered. So where am I going with this? The Niners don't get home field that year, even though they go 12-4, and four, because they had a QB heading ups and downs. Their roster was loaded, loaded that year. But they have to go to Seattle in the NFC Championship game. I think if they're home that year, they go to the Super Bowl and win it. But they had to go on the road because they had a quarterback through who was a young quarterback, had ups and downs. Can something similar happen this year? Why can't it? Why can't it? You know, that's why it's a lot to put on him. And it's kind of a cautionary tale. So we'll see what happens if if they win a Super Bowl, whatever. Like I said, this is all a footnote, but I just, I don't know, man. There's just things right now that are just, I don't know, some red flag stuff going on to me. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And not red and gold flags, red flags. No. No. So you know what? If you listen to this and you agree, great. If you don't, I don't know. Tell me I suck or something. I don't I don't care. Tweet really at us. Don't. Yeah. But like it's just it's just all about to me. Like we're doing this. Like we are fans. As much as I try not to be a fan when I do this, we are fans of the team. And like the emotion's gonna come through. And like you said, Brian, like it's okay as a fan if you're upset about something to say it. You're not any less of a fan. Be pissed. Right. It's part of the passion of it. It's fine. It's fine. That's the way you should yeah. do it. And hopefully listen to podcasts like this and, and yell, yell at your, you know, uh, phone or whatever you're listening to it on and, and get involved. And it's fine. That's all fun. Just be respectful about it, but it's okay to be emotional about stuff like this. And I think people are, and it just shows your passion. Well, and, and, and I would like to say to, to, to those on Twitter whose favorite responses will go cheer for another team. Come on guys. Like, let's be adults about this. If somebody is upset about something, it doesn't mean that now they have to stop being fans of this team. Like get real. Right. And, and the other thing, and I, and I tweeted this out here. I, I genuinely hope that Trey gets traded somewhere that he will get to play. I hope he balls out because ultimately I think that by all accounts, he's a great kid and he's a great teammate. And in the end, he was a victim of a terrible process. And that is not at all his fault. And so I just hope the best for him and I would love to see him succeed somewhere else. And ultimately, if that place is in the NFC and he ends up coming back and putting it on the 49ers, hey, got to wear that. Yeah, but we'll see. All right. I got to go have a drink. I got to have a drink. I got to go eat dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have a drink with dinner. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Later. Nine is on three. One, two, three.
2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.